Yeah. Right. Well, and like at any given point, like Magic Sky Daddy could like solve all your problems because you believed hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> He'll cure your poor little girl who was born inside out and yeah. like with a penis on her forehead. No, like. <laughs> and it's the night before her junior prom, her senior prom, and she always wanted to go. And this year, the handsome basketball captain asked her to prom. Right. And her mom is praying that she gets turned into a normal girl. For just one night, Jesus. Just one <laughs> night, please. For one night, let me be a normal girl. And the boy comes, and he, she doesn't look normal, but she's still beautiful to him. That sounds like a country song. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can hear, like, the country twang already and, like, the steel guitar. And when she so, walked down the stairwell and he looked at her with tears <laughs> in his eyes. <laughs> he said, you might be ugly, but girl, you are mine. <laughs> and I don't care that you were born inside out or the big old penis on your forehead. Ba-dum. That's a great song, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to give you butterfly kisses anyway. <laughs> Welcome to the Part-Time Podcast. My name is Chris, and this week I'm joined by my full-time friends, Tim. Ahoy, hoy. And Addison. Addison! Uh, I don't know if the listeners noticed, but uh, we kind of had a week <laughs> off there. Um, yeah. I feel like we took a week off, and then the world went to hell. Yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe <laughs> we shouldn't sorry. do that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, everybody. Sorry, guys. It was on us. We understand. That's why we're back. Yeah. I have to see a psychologist now. <laughs> well, it's unrelated, but <laughs> yeah, we're we're back. We're at full power. Um, our power levels are over nine thousand, and that's mm-hmm. like individually. So combined, I mean, no one can even do that math. It's like eighteen hundred. Yeah, I said no one could do that math, Tim. No one <laughs> like an asshole. My my therapist asked me actually uh, wanted to know: Do we call it casting? Or potting. Uh, casting, please. Yeah, I think we, I think we <laughs> yeah. call it casting. Casting. Yeah. And he was like, see, somebody tried to tell me that it's potting. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That sounds very strange. Yeah. yeah. Who, who said this? It's that time my, to go potting, everybody. My, my <laughs> psychologist. I don't think that therapist. the person who told him that yeah. has never listened to a podcast. Ooh. They probably, like, pretended to know what podcasting was to, like, try and have an identity in their 30s, yes. but they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah, uh, I'm just going off the fact that I think having a podcast in my early 30s counts as a personality. Yeah, um, yes. So that, that's it's, where it's I'm at pod- in my life. Yeah, my personality is podcasting, craft brews, uh-huh. <laughs> pictures Crafting. of my kid at the park, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and... Uh, Counting like all the cracks secret, in the sidewalk. Secret, 
secretly doing cocaine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, represent yeah. those things except for the kid. <laughs> I'm really into like the fact that I've got a bunch of cool nieces and nephews right yeah. now though. Mm-hmm. Right. So I post about that. You're like, that's my uncle. He has a box of snakes and he does he does a lot of sniffing in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's my uncle. He got a cool truck. He always has a cold. <laughs> Tim Tim's teaching them how to make craft cocaine. <laughs> Their little fingers are just so much more nimble. They get the job done so much better. Yeah, but you you actually individually wrap them in like little crate crate paper pa- uh, packets and with like twine, yeah. you know, like burlap twine to really right, sell yeah. home the, the handmade vibe. Yeah, yeah, you can buy it on my Etsy shop. <laughs> <laughs> what what's that? What what's your Etsy shop's name? Um, small white hands. <laughs> oh, that's really good. <laughs> Wait, why did it go white? Because the cocaine. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought this was like a weird ethno states thing you were gonna do. <laughs> no, no, no. Because like half of my nieces and nephews are brown. That's true. So, yeah, there's like a mix wow. of colors there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, small white that's hands. It sounds like a like a like a right wing Donald Trump charity or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's the fundraiser they secretly held in like west virginia for him Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) the small white hands foundation (laughs) it's a pro-trump organization (laughs) yeah man uh i mean i'm sure i hope this isn't news to everybody but like (laughs) the the world did kind of go well i say the world America, but I mean, let's be honest. America is the world. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay, proud boy. <laughs> America went crazy this last week. Uh, racist decided to take over the Capitol. Uh, Dr. Dre had an aneurysm. Yeah. Um, crazy. Couldn't. Tim watched all all the Marvel movies. <laughs> I watched all of them, guys. Whoa! You finished? <laughs> I've seen all twenty four Marvel movies. And can Even I just the unreleased say, guys, one? Uh, well, that's going to be number twenty-five. Okay. Well, I think so. We're waiting for Far From Home. Mm-hmm. I think, and yes. then um, we're also getting um, a uh, Captain America and somebody else team up. Maybe we're getting that, but we're also getting uh, what's her face the smoker the smoke show. Oh, uh, <laughs> Black Widow. Black Widow. Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting a Black Widow movie. Can't wait to watch that. <laughs> this has uh, been Tim's horny corner. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, Get your so, spray bottle's okay. ready. I watched. I watched them all, guys. Okay. And I watched them in order of timeline mm-hmm. that like made sense to the Marvel universe. Yeah. Not in the timeline they were like released. Gotcha. And so it helped me to like understand that there's no plot to any of them and they fucking suck. Whoa, oh, man. That's a hard know. stance to have taken. Marvel is trash wow i watched them all really fast like within three weeks Uh i watched all these movies they're not good wow yeah really not not a single one of them 
Um, okay, so I liked, um... You probably liked Guardians of the Galaxy. No, these are actually my least favorite. Really? Yeah, especially number two. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, like, I'm getting a Kurt Russell tattoo. Like, okay. I fucking love Kurt Russell. Yeah. And I hated that movie mm. so much. There's just basically it, it, watching them all that fast. Okay. You realize that there's only three movies. Right. That's all they made. It was three movies. They're all the same thing. Yeah. They all are like, <clears throat> so here's our hero who is going to have some catastrophe happen to them in the first 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then there's going to be like 40 minutes of like coming up with like how they're going to overcome that. And then an hour and a half of like attempted resolution, mm-hmm. which never comes. Right. And every once in a while, we're going to like throw in another random hero to like help along this path so they like learn from one another. Yeah. But they're just bad movies. Mm. It's all the same movie. Like they made the same movie 24 times. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, rant here. So Brie Larson looked pretty good in the first, (laughs) in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Right? Uh And for no reason, like the last movie, she cuts off all her hair. And, like, she has a stupid haircut, but she had the same haircut for, like, she was born in, like, the 60s. Yeah. Because she was, like, an, an adult in, like, the 80s and then disappeared. It's, she had the same haircut for 40, 60 years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she's got, like, a woman power haircut. Yeah. Okay. In the I last mean, I th- one? I would think after 60 years, it's, she's probably thinking it's time for a change. What did you think? But like they even <laughs> they like make fun of her in the movie for it. They're like, "Oh, new haircut," <laughs> and like, but why do they have to do that? I don't get it. <laughs> it's called a virtue signal, Tim. Right. So then, huge virtue signaling in the last <laughs> fight scene of uh, uh, of oh, Endgame with Thanos. We're like, the women have got it. Right. Oh, Where it's yeah, like yeah. all of the sudden they've been like adding all these women characters, <laughs> and like I was there for it. Like yeah. the women characters, in my opinion, were like the most badass like they yeah. were the strongest characters super cool powers all that sort of stuff and they but were like, different from each other too right and but for them to like all of the sudden like now there's like this literal like they make a diamond shape of them like <laughs> boop, boop, yeah. boop, like plopping into yeah. this place <laughs> and it's like okay why'd they make it a vagina yeah. oh <laughs> like wow, now dude. they're like storming at thanos in this and then like with their vaginas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just, like, why'd they have to do it that, rather than having them all, like, fight together. Yeah. They totally segregated them to then just have the women fight after the men were done fighting. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then, oh, Tony Stark, he just, oh, we took all this time creating this magic gauntlet to, like, hold the stones. But guess what? We could have just... Taking the glove off that I have on now and throwing them on there because it works exactly the same, actually better. Yeah. Mm. So what was the point in that? Uh, it was all nanotech, so that he could have. Why'd they have to make anything? He could have just yeah. thrown a blob of it out there, and it would have just made itself. But they like had this intricate scene of them like making a gauntlet specific for that. It's because yeah. love was the fifth element. You didn't catch that part. <laughs> no, the fifth element is a great film. Yes. Okay. Do you think that like females enjoy? those scenes though i don't see how they like are supposed to watch that and be like i'm empowered 
Yeah, they probably feel like they're being pandered to. Yeah. Mm. I I think it's well, see, this is a thing that doesn't exist right now because movie theaters are closed, but oh, I yeah. fully believe that scenes like that work much better in a movie theater situation than they do as at a home viewing. Mm. Okay. Because you're in a movie theater and you're most likely surrounded by people who want to be there. Mm-hmm. And in a movie like this, you're surrounded by people who are of much different age groups. There's, a, there's like a variety of different age groups. Mm-hmm. And I've been to these Marvel movies, not, not necessarily at opening night, you know, maybe like a week or two afterward. The theater's still full, and people are like full on cheering and clapping at these scenes, yeah. like yeah, out these loud. These people are idiots. <laughs> well, what I'm, <laughs> what, I'm saying, bad. what I'm saying is like you can get swept up in the moment and feel an emotion that you wouldn't have felt at home. And so, like, you, can, you could go have know. this experience and you could say, oh, that felt empowering. And then, you know, like, if you don't rewatch the movie again, you leave with that feeling and associate that feeling of empowerment to something that ultimately, like, was pretty cheesy, you know? See, I think that they put that scene in the movie for the, for, for the movie theater. Yeah. Because some guy who's really into Marvel movies had his girlfriend or his wife with them and they were like they needed like that like elbow nudge like it's for you it's for you to like see honey <laughs> this is the part where they're talking to you <laughs> right yeah. the other 99 percent of the movie that's for me but this five second fight scene go ahead honey right yeah. i'll go refill the sodas right <laughs> like i i just the movies cost so much money to make. Oh man. And they're really well made. Like the CGI is the Looks best great. out there. Oh yeah. Like the, if you take the movies on that factor, yeah. They're awesome. But like how they're written, the the message that they're trying to send, mm-hmm. I think is complete and total bullshit. You didn't wow. like Thor Ragnarok? I thought that it was pretty good. Like as a movie of like how it's made and all that sort of stuff. It's good. But like the acting overall wasn't a huge fan in the movies. Yeah. Like, there wasn't, there wasn't okay. a whole lot of uh, acting. It's like very one dimensional. They're all like, Oh, we're tough guys. Right. Yeah. The whole time it's like yeah. very one dimensional. The, 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 the shining star in all of these movies is black widow. Wow. Smoke show. So, you know she's not going to hear this, though, right? Yeah, I hope she hears it, and I don't even remember the name of the actress. That's, like, how little I cared about this, but, like, she, smoke show. Well, I think she died, yeah, yeah she died the last one anyways, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's what, what they say, anyway. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, Scar- 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 yeah. Joe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Or Natasha Romanoff, if you want to. Yeah. Is it Natasha Nerd or Natalia? I don't remember. Apparently, um, the whole hair dyeing from, I guess it was used to be red hair to blonde hair. Yeah. So, it like went through iterations. Like, it started long, yeah. red, and then it went to short red. Mm-hmm. And then, like, in one movie, it was, like, shoulder length blonde. And the last movie, it's supposed to have, like, grown out because there's, like, a hard line uh. of, like, new red growing to blonde tips. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's yeah, a level so of detail I didn't pick up on. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't watch them all in three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the The one thing that I'll say is before we move on is like I think 
I did. I've never taken the time to watch all of them in the order that you did in that period of time. Like I watched them mm-hmm. over a period of like I don't what what's it been like fifteen twenty years by now since uh, they yeah, first I think started. The first one came out in two thousand ten. Okay, yeah, so ten years. Yeah, uh, I was way off in my estimate, but um, I don't <laughs> know. Like <laughs> I, they started when I was a kid, and then now I'm an adult, and they've like finished it, and so like. I think because I started it when I was a kid, I still see it through kids, like a kid viewpoint, almost mm-hmm. like a, like mm-hmm. that sort of level of excitement. And so I'm clouded by that, I think. Um, okay. Yeah. But I, I did think from a critical perspective, my one complaint, like over the last few movies is I think that I really like Thor Ragnarok because I think that Thor used to be boring, but I think they let Chris, uh, what's his face make, Thor fun and I really Hemsworth. liked that. Oh, Chris Pine. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Um <laughs> I I really liked Chris how they made Thor Jibail. fun. Um <laughs> but I will I will say that the the main Avengers trilogy like after Thor Ragnarok had come out, I think what they did with Fat Thor was a travesty. Like Fat, <laughs> Fat Thor was a funny joke and like I got it, but I feel like yeah. they just completely erased all the character development they they wanted me to see from Ragnarok. In, yeah. in in the, the new movie. I'm like, okay, what yeah, was the point he, of Thor Ragnarok then? He becomes a minstrel show of of obesity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh so what would what what's your overall rating, Tim, uh of this? Like what what what's our metric that we're gonna give Tim to rate these movies on? Well it's one to seven. It always is. Uh yeah, and and this is uh watchability or rewatchability. Okay, so me personally, I would never rewatch them again. Okay. I did it. Yeah. It's done. It's a lot of work, too. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah. would, but for like, I understand why people like them. Mm-hmm. I, I would give this whole series like a four out of seven. Okay. It's more than I and thought I th- you would. I, mm-hmm. I think, well, because like they are like on the surface, if you look at like, how they're like how the filming is done, the, the level of CGI, it's, how it all blends together. Yeah. Like they're well made movies. Yeah, it's a turn your brain off and just enjoy the show. Movie. Right, but yeah, shut it, up and swallow it, this. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, yeah, I would say a four out of seven because I think that I I see why people enjoy them. There's a little something in there for pretty much everyone, unless you're like me. And you're just going to be overly critical about like <laughs> there should have been a plot to these that made more sense. <laughs> yeah, that was like had more development because if you look at them from the course of the 24 movies, like at the end they they literally were like they set a line where they're like, well, can't we just go back and kill baby Thanos? Yeah, I'm like, well, why didn't they just do that in the like the first one? Thanos is in like the first fucking movie like yeah he doesn't matter and like why did captain marvel who's so powerful have to wait so long to come back like she could have fucking ended everything all at once yeah, yeah. that's what was, like all these problems <laughs> yeah. that they had could have just been solved <clears throat> if this like all like powerful alien would have come back and just been like well you're fucking dead. Yeah. Well, and yeah. e- even in Endgame, when they tried to make her like have this triumphant return and like, oh, here she is, here she is, she's gonna do it, and then like she was all powerful until the movie needed her not to be for like a second, 
Yeah. And then (laughs) all of a sudden, like, you know, she couldn't do everything that she's supposed to. I I just, I hate that when they're like, it, they, they made it too, they made them too powerful and they needed the villain to not die so quick. So now all of a sudden the villain like does something and it's, or, or the things that really bother me is like when the, when the heroes are beaten up on the villain and they look like, you know, they're about to go down and all of a sudden the villain's like, let me tap into my reserve energy from inside of myself (laughs) (laughs) and quickly recover. It's just stupid. I hate it. Yeah. My big problem with Captain Marvel was the power creep. So like Iron Man, he's got three movies before he enters into like the MCU. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it shows like over those three movies, how he's like made better suits. He's gotten like smarter. Then he gets the nanotech come MCU universe. Right, so show a arc of getting better over the course of like two or three movies. Mm-hmm. With Captain Marvel, it's like she wakes up and she's a god. Well, yeah. the, she has to remove the like sure the handcuffs yeah. or whatever at the end of her movie. Yeah, but like, but she never has to like work on her power. She is automatically a god, right? And so, like everybody else has to, you know, do some sort of training. They have to be smart or what about Bruce Banner? He has to get angry, but like, but like he, he spends all his time keeping the Hulk down. Yeah. yeah he tries he's to always Hulk. angry. He's always angry. So dumb. And then like at the end, he's just like, <laughs> it's fucking Hulk wearing a cardigan. Get yeah, the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> Hulk. Um, but like, at least like there's a transfer transformation when he becomes a Hulk, like the Mr. Marvel or Captain Marvel, like, literally always the god all the time and like there's never getting tired right that's that's the problem with the power creep is like she's if she's all powerful all the time well then there's no bad guy that's really a threat to her yeah yeah so why did the movie have to be three hours and seven (laughs) minutes long yeah oh and she was and she was always like hey there's other things going on on other planets too right and i was like yeah but like if this is the planet that's dealing with the problem, you should probably, yeah. you're, you're the one who, <laughs> right. Like, why were you not yeah. there during all of infinity war? Yeah. Well, and what, what problem in the universe is bigger than the infinity gauntlet? Like, I, I don't understand yeah. that one yeah, because he, it's got like a stone that can control time. Thanos <laughs> ended half of all life, not just on earth. Yeah. His yeah. whole 50% of every existing being yeah. died. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. Who's counting? No. Huh? Who's counting these? Is it the Dominion? Is it Hugo Chavez from the grave? Who's counting George these Soros was, count, was yeah. in charge of the counting machine. See, I knew it. Oh, yeah. I saw a red flag, and that's Antifa. Antifa made my penis grow smaller. <laughs> They're the wizards with the gold rings. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and where did they get the gold rings? They stole them when they were rioting. Uh, yeah. From the Jews. <laughs> oh, no. That's Jew that's, gold. You're going to hell. No, that's not the official stance of this podcast. <laughs> um, speaking of <clears throat> saying inappropriate things uh, <laughs> and wa- wondering where God is and why he hasn't solved all our problems, um, let me take you all down to Twitter Town and oh, explain yeah. to you about <laughs> Bean, Bean Dad. Bean Dad. Oh, I've my God. purposely ignored anything on the internet about being dad yeah. so that I could learn about this from you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I you. I think I read a synopsis of this, but like, I feel like Chris is going to take us somewhere. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, and we're going to so go ready. somewhere for sure. <laughs> I've got my, uh, my flannel on and some, some Crocs. Yeah. Let's go. I'm wearing uh, Crocs. I'm wearing my shirt I just got at Costco. Yeah, it's a baseball <laughs> oh, tee. Oh, wow. Ooh. Yeah, Addison is wearing a, a Hurley baseball tee right now. Amanda says I don't need to dress like a 20-year-old anymore. So, <laughs> so now starts, you're wearing she Crocs. Says, <laughs> start dressing your age. <laughs> so you've got a Hurley baseball tee? <laughs> you look like a character from um, a movie about the 1970s? Wow. I don't know how to adult. <laughs> All yeah. right. Take us there, Chris. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, as you are aware, the world of the internet, and especially Twitter and the things that Twitter does or does not care about move uh, pretty quickly, quicker than our podcast can typically respond to. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of the developments of Bean Dad hap- have happened or have already happened um, like in the course of the last week or so. <clears throat> um, but I think the, the lessons that we can learn from Bean Dad are still valid because, uh, okay. you know, a week... A week in internet time is like a lot of time. Yeah, that's like a year in real time. <laughs> yeah, but I think that the story is still fresh enough that like, you know, we can all learn something from it. I, um, I'm convinced. <laughs> so to set the stage for being dad, um, the overarching gist of the story is there's a man who hosts a podcast and oh, no. he's like, Somewhat of a, like a B-list pseudo celebrity uh, podcast host because his co-host is Ken Jennings, the guy who like won all of those Jeopardy episodes. And uh, uh, yeah, oh, wow. he's Mormon. Yeah, uh, and he, I think, I believe, um, since this controversy has happened, Ken Jennings has officially taken over for Alex Trebek. Um, oh no! Way. Official. Host. Yeah, I believe he's had his first episode as host already. My f- understanding was that there was going to be like a slew of temporary hosts, and Ken Jennings was just the first one. Oh, um, okay, yeah, I did. I was under the impression that he was going to be the permanent host, but if that's not true, then, um, then I'm trying to look here. Uh, Mark, uh, do you have anything on that? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, sorry, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's a good Mark impression. Um, <laughs> either either way, Ken Jennings of Jeopardy fame and of at least current Jeopardy hosting status uh-huh. uh, is the is a co-host to this man uh, who is Bean Dad, and they 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 have this podcast called like Omnibus or something that they host together. And so because of that, this other guy kind of has like a little bit bigger of a following than he normally would have had or had in the past. Um, So Bean Dad, whose actual name is John Roderick, um, who so I'm trying to tell this in like the shortest way I can think of because there's so many twists and turns of this. Um, Okay, this is yeah, the, the short version of Bean Dad is. Bean Dad, who's a podcast host with Ken Jennings, 
took to Twitter and he's <laughs> bragging about this story um, That's crazy. about about how his daughter was hungry and he told her to go eat a can of beans if she's hungry. Um, okay. So she brought him this can of beans and she's like, I don't know how to open this. And by the way, his daughter's nine. Um, and he's like, well, go get go a can on. opener. And she goes and gets a can opener and she's like, I don't know how to use this. And so instead of teaching her how to do it, he's like, well, figure it out. I got this puzzle to do. And so, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> so it, it takes her something like six hours to figure out this can yes. opener. And he's just like what? going on this Twitter rant about how he's taught his daughter a valuable lesson and like work ethic and problem solving. Right. And yeah. meanwhile, um, well, first off, how do you think Twitter responded to this? Uh, he's probably canceled. This is child abuse. Yeah. Child abuse. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. You're correct. Child abuse was, uh, the word of the day. Um, when people were talking about this man, uh, it even got to, uh, it got all the way up to Alexandria Casio Cortez. Uh, Oh, no way. (laughs) Um, I, I, I think it might be a, a, a fake account or something, but they've made it look very real. Like it's her account. But, (laughs) um, uh, if it is her real account, she did comment on it saying, what a way to start 2021. Wow. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Like, well, in, in, the, in the story of this girl wanting her beans, she like takes the can and the can opener to her dad. And she's like, after an hour of trying to figure this out, like dad, I can't figure it out. Yeah. He's like, look at the parts. Think every single part here matters on the can opener. And so you need to understand how the can opener works in order for, for you to use a can opener. Yeah. And it's like, you, you don't. <laughs> Let me show you how the machine works. Right. Yeah, like, also, like, you're doing a fucking puzzle, dude. Like, yeah. you have a kid. Yeah. Just, like, make her an actual meal rather than, like, tell her to eat a can of beans. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it, it was like some weird, yeah. like, crazy libertarian, like, I'm teaching my kids the value of education by making them learn for themselves. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, and and John Roderick, so he he lives in Seattle, Washington, mm-hmm. um, and he was he he was a musician, and he received some like minor fame like ten or fifteen years ago for some of his music that he made, um, but he has since like retired from that, and he is this like crazy libertarian, self prescribed self described apocalypse dad. He's like basically a prepper living off the grid. Like oh. out in the forest of Washington, okay. um, Heck. so like in his mind, like he's teaching his daughter a valuable lesson. But to the rest yeah. of the world, we're like, okay, like maybe you have a point if you let her struggle with it for like an hour, half an hour, yeah. maybe. Like six hours is way too long. Like I, me as a dad, like I couldn't handle my kids for more than an hour being like, I'm hungry, I don't know yeah. how to use this thing. I'd be like, okay, yeah. let me show you. Like it just, I don't know. Yeah. Um, all you have to do is like especially with an eight-year-old like yeah. you show an eight-year-old how a can opener works one time they'll be like oh i got this right yeah like what <laughs> so like where's the <laughs> responsibility of like a parent uh-huh. in like not providing for their child who is way too young to provide for themselves yeah like if this kid was like 13 i would be like well that kid is like a dumbass fucking dumb yeah yeah dumb as hell <laughs> like yeah 
like, like probably should be wearing a helmet or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> what what his one of his tweets about the can opener says, and by the way, his Twitter no longer exists, so I just have to go oh, off wow. screenshots. Oh, uh, nice. we'll get to, we'll get to that. Uh, but he says, uh, "How do you expect me to open this?" And then he says, "Quote with a can opener." I said incredulously. She brought me the can opener, and we both stared at it. I realized I'd never taught her to use it. Most cans now have pull tops, so I felt like a dope. What kind of apocalypse father doesn't teach his kid how to use a manual can opener? Um, and that was just, you know, what started the thread off. Oh, my um, gosh. And this, this is all just like stage setting, right? This is just the framework for you to understand why people care about beans so much and why they're calling him Bean Dad. It's because <laughs> of this, it's because of this story, right? Like, okay, this yeah, is just the yeah. jumping off point. Uh, um, wow. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a wild, wild web out there. Okay. <laughs> so, um, to back up a little bit, now that you understand what Bean Dad is and why people care about it, you know, it's it's this this B list celebrity who's attached to another B list celebrity who they both have a podcast that has like somewhat of a largish following on a podcast network called Maximum Fun, which is host to a lot of pretty notable um podcasts in the comedy arena okay they even have one by um john hodgman who's like a pretty notable comedian um he's on the network too uh so like they don't just host like no-name podcasts right uh so john roderick who i mentioned was a musician he wrote a song uh on an album called the putting putting the days to bed his band name was The Long Dumb. Winters, and they wrote, he wrote a song called It's a Departure. That okay. song for the last 10 years has been the theme song for another podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Um, and these, these <clears throat> Beckeroy brothers who, you know, I feel like if you are in the podcasting game at all, like they're the, they're the elephant in the room, basically, when you're three guys behind a microphone trying to be funny like uh-huh. they're, they're basically the heavy hitters here yeah okay. um so they one day uploaded their podcast on their normal release schedule and they for no some inexplicable reason just had a different song um oh, so wow. naturally everybody went to twitter to figure out why they had a different song um and for those who are unfamiliar the audience at least the vocal portion on the internet of the My Brother, My Brother, Me audience. Um, if you were to, I don't know, if you were to go view them yourselves, you would probably notice that they have a very specific political leaning. Uh, they all probably are very specific. They w- A majority of them are like, like gender nonconforming or like somewhere in the LGBT very, community. Very lefty. Very lefty, very, um, they've just cultivated a, a fan base that is very inclusive. And because of that, they've drawn a lot of, uh, people who are on like the non-binary spectrum. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, yeah. And, and these people, a lot of these people are very vocal on Twitter. Uh, that's mm-hmm. their space, right? Uh, so because this podcast they listen to from this song that they've been hearing for the last 10 years by John Roderick, uh, they go to Twitter to figure out why it's different. 
And the McElroy brothers have gone so far as to endorse John Roderick for public office in the past when he ran for some position in Seattle. Um, So these people find this Bean Dad story and they're like, what is it? Like, sure, this is bad and this sucks, but like, why is everyone making such a big deal about this? Uh, Some of these enterprising people go digging into Bean Dad's Twitter history. Uh oh. Uh oh. Here we go. Uh, here yeah. comes the anti Semitism. <laughs> uh, ding, 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 ding. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I tell you, I spent too much time on Twitter. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So back in like 2011, uh, John Roderick, these are screenshots that people started passing around. John Roderick started posting things Aww. like, um, let me just go, and I want to remind everybody that these are not my words. These are John Roderick's words. I'm just yeah. reading them. Yeats. He he says, every time I use a word like, quote, gay or, quote, retarded, some gay retard reminds me those words are hurtful. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Uh, he also oh, tweeted, no. um, <laughs> let's see, uh, the 4th of July has been perverted by activist, parentheses, Jew, judges, Whoa. and and mud people apologists (gasps) the founders intended the united states as a white homeland oh my god that's like 14 words shit that's like 1488 fucking jack boots white laces (laughs) fucking iron crosses that's some fucking nazi shit oh my god um so you know I'm in so, awe right now. <laughs> yeah. that's like mask off like legit white supremacy yeah and and some people uh started to respond like oh wow bean dad being canceled for being a jerk to his daughter and people then finding out he's basically a nazi is like when they got capone for tax evasion yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying to find another one here uh, that I saw that was especially egregious. Um, Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So uh, he wrote, oh man, some of these are so bad. Okay. I'm so grateful that the multiple conversations I'm having about the asshole Daniel Tosh are for the most part sane and civil. Bravo. And then someone posted some like antagonistic comment to this. And then he, he put, uh, at Dave Anthony, I'm going to rape you the next time I see you. Bad what? rape, not funny rape. Oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. God. So, I mean, this is the, this is the kind of guy that we're dealing with. Right. And like the thing that's crazy to me is that this slid under the radar f- since like 2011 till now, like this yeah. is a, this is a guy who has like public notoriety He's on a podcast on a major podcast network. He's hosting with like a national celebrity. Uh, his theme song is on a podcast for uh, 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 podcasters whose community is known for being like extremely and vehemently anti this vibe. Yeah. Um, they, he even ran for public office and none of this came out until now. Oh until he gosh. tweeted about beans. How? How is it that, like, okay, so Ken Jennings mm-hmm. is, like, Mormon, college-educated, like, good old boy, yeah, like, feel-good type personality, yeah. right? Like, he's been on, on Jeopardy a bunch of times, now he's going to be the interim host, like, 
how is it that this guy is friends with that guy? Yeah. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> what well, the hell? Yeah. Okay. Well, and Ken, this is where Ken Jennings comes into the picture. Okay. So Ken Jennings gets onto Twitter to defend his co-host. This is on oh, January no. 3rd of this year. Oh, and he, wow. he tweets, I'm extremely jealous and annoyed that my podcast co-host is going to be a dictionary entry and I never will. Um, And then he says, if this reassures anyone, I personally know John to be a, a loving and attentive dad who B tells heightened for effect stories about his own irascibility on like 10 podcasts a week. This site is so dumb. Um, Irascibility. I don't know what that means. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Are we canceling jeopardy now? (laughs) Like I have to cancel jeopardy. (laughs) Yeah. So because Ken Jennings jumped in here to defend this guy on Twitter, um, people then uh, turn their pitchforks to Ken Jennings and they are out for his blood. And so there was a big big push to get uh, jeopardy to dump Ken Jennings as their, as their new host and to replace him with LeVar Burton. Hell yeah! Oh, yeah, that'd be so good, <laughs> dude. Let's get some reading rainbow going. Yeah, like, yeah. Or Star Trek Next Generation. Yeah, I'm all for Levar Burton because he is a national treasure. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Ken so, Jennings though, like supporting the Nazi. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Well, and then people started digging the Ken Jennings Twitter past. Oh, here we go. Um, where <laughs> Ken Jennings said things like. Responding to this guy, Stephen Sofen, it says, uh, Twitter is the best way ever invented to tell jokes to thousands of people who don't like or understand jokes. And then someone responded to Ken Jennings saying, like this ableist joke inferring a wheelchair detracts from someone's attractiveness. And he's quoting Ken Jennings saying, nothing is sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, and so I want to know who, I want to know who's got these things saved. Like who is keeping track of like Ken Jennings opinions on Twitter for the next 12 years. So that at some point, like when me, Addison, I'm awesome. I say something on Twitter that little risque who's keeping track (laughs) of that. So there's like websites that exist that Uh literally copy all of Twitter. Yeah. As it's happening. Archives it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like. Not, like nothing you post on there is temporary, but like if you if you saw you know famous podcaster Addison post something and you're like, I remember twelve years ago he said something that was different than this, uh-huh. and you're gonna go spend like the uh, the two hours it takes for you to find that one tweet. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah man. But it also exists, like evidence when you get fame. Like here here we go. Okay okay. So I and. In no right am famous whatsoever. Okay. But the amount of like Facebook posts that I've deleted from like the start of Facebook until like 2011, uh-huh. there's a lot of them. Uh. Like I've deleted like a lot of posts. Yeah. When I was like still Mormon. Because it's cringe. And like still, well, no, it's, <laughs> it's racist. It's, yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like borderline racist and like very homophobic. Yeah. Yeah. And where I'm like, that doesn't represent me anymore. So let's, you know, memories told me it happened. Let's delete. Oh, wow. It doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> well, Bean, Bean Dad deleted his whole Twitter. So <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I, I think he just full on went, went dark. 
on yeah. that, but I, d- I don't disagree. I mean, I think th- I mean, there's services out there that will auto automatically scrape and delete your social media posts like every two weeks or every month or something just to like keep things fresh. Yeah. Um, you know, to, to accommodate your ever changing opinions. Um, but you know, like pe- people are now up for Ken Jennings blood. Um, yeah. Wow. I'm one of those people. Fuck that guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. a, a lot of people um, were mad at the the owners and also podcasters of uh, the Maximum Fun Network. They One of their flagship podcasts is called Jordan Jesse Go. Um, Jesse Thorne is like one of the owners of the network. And uh-huh. he came to the public defense of John Roderick <clears throat> as well on Twitter. And I'm at this point, I'm just like, guys, stop. Like, why are you, why <laughs> yeah. are you, why are you doing this? Like, even if you, even if you do agree with Bean Dad, like, why are you going onto a public forum where your job, like, is on the line to, to do this? Like, it's not worth, yeah. Anyway, uh, the, the moral of the story is like, why are people still on Twitter and why are people still saying things like this on Twitter? Uh, cause the outcome is never good for those people. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, if you have some uh, views that are you know anti-Semitic or racist or homophobic, maybe uh, don't share them anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or <laughs> right, or find your your safe haven so that you're really easy to spot later on because all of that information <laughs> is consolidated for us. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't trickle like don't sprinkle it out to us in little bits here and there over the course of like a decade. Right. Like go on something like you know. Do the hard R. Yeah. Like go on like a, what's the, that like conservative website? Oh, uh, the social media parlor. Yeah. Oh, they don't parlor. exist anymore though. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's the other one? Uh, me, me, Yeah. Go on that one so that <laughs> we have a, pl- we have a place to, um, like get all of your terrible opinions and views yeah. consolidated in one platform. Mm. So we know there it is. There it is. Stay off <laughs> Twitter. Just- it's not for yeah. you. <laughs> I'll I'll leave this story with this uh, from reading from this article that I found about this. Um, it says, "Why why though why this strange story and this particularly shitty dad?" It's simple, really. This story resonates because our country is currently being held hostage by bean dads. <laughs> Roderick oh, represents an outdated and deeply toxic school of thought that that demands that children and adults pull themselves up by their bootstraps and solve their own problems. Mm-hmm. It's oh, a shit. popular Republican talking point, harping on about personal responsibility, born of America's mindless devotion to the concept of quote rugged individualism. But when you put the needs of the individual over the needs of the community at large, the results are tragic. You only need to look at America's selfish behavior throughout this pandemic to see that we are dying by the thousands and clinging to our, quote, freedoms, while most other industrialized nations are coming together to wear masks and socially distance. Americans are holding protests and mask burnings. They're uh, waging a self-aggrandizing war of ignorance because they can't be bothered to wear a piece of cloth on their faces. Of course, it doesn't help that the president and his sycophantic news organizations are cheering them on and willfully spreading disinformation. So, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> a yeah, round of well applause said. and a, 
a, a, a rousing denouncement of bean dads all over the, the country. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, bean dad. And yeah. you, all your friends. It's just, I don't think that guy woke up that morning thinking like, I'm going to tell this thing I think is funny about what <laughs> this lesson I try to teach my daughter to, oh crap, uh, I'm unemployable for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that LeVar Burton came very close to replacing Ken Jennings as, as co-host for Jeopardy. Oh, please let that happen. Because yeah. I will be right back on board with Jeopardy. Until then, Jeopardy. Shut, shut it, it down. down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the Ballad of Bean Dead. Wow. That was great. Um, well, if you guys are ready, I would like to take a rapid turn in a completely different direction okay. onto a different highway and not talk about those things anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, very good segue. Yeah. Yeah. So my brain is an etch-a-sketch and you've just shook it. Okay. Well, with <laughs> so your, all new, smooth now. <laughs> your new fresh, smooth brain, Yeah. <laughs> um, Addison, can you tell me? How does one partake of psilocybin? Um, like, are you asking me the right way to do it? What are the ways? Oh. Yeah, what are the correct ways to do it? Okay, so you can get it in mushroom form. You mm-hmm. can get it in tea form. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I think I now know where you're going with this. Yeah, so the in, ingesting it is oh. the way to go, right? Yes. I've even heard of like some topical things that like you get like a lower dose. Yeah, maybe like a lotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, there's a guy who decided to try a different way. Okay. Uh, is this like a a butt thing? Uh, no, <laughs> actually, um, a man tried mainlining shrooms. Oh. Then they grew in his blood. Whoa. Whoa. What? How's that possible? So for those of you who are not in the know, uh-huh. quote unquote, mainlining is like the natural progression of like an opiate addiction. Yeah. Where like first you eat some pills and then you snort some pills and then you freebase pills, which is like you burn them on a piece of aluminum foil and you inhale it through a straw. Yeah. Um, then then you go to mainlining. Yeah. Where you inject it into your put it into a spoon with some water and you heat that over a spoon then you take a cotton ball put the cotton ball in there and then you inject through the cotton ball because that's supposed to like filter filter what you're putting into your into your blood yeah um so this guy decided to try and do shrooms that way oh my god and it doesn't work like that. Does it even get you high? I, I have no idea. I, I mean, I'm I'm sure he was high for some point. Yeah. Because, like, psilocybin into the blood. Yeah, it, yeah, it still breaks the blood-brain barrier and gets to your brain and therefore gets you high. Right. Huh. Uh, so, a man who injected magic mushroom tea ended up in intensive care after developing a life-threatening outbreak of fungi growing in his blood. What? In a case uh, report released this week, a team of doctors and medical students from the Carrington University School of Medicine 
in Phoenix. Hey, Arizona. How you doing? <laughs> uh, describe an incident in which a 30-year-old man with type 1 bipolar disorder stopped taking his medications and attempted to self-medicate with psilocybin instead. Oof. So I will say, I, I, mean, I don't have bipolar. Right. I dance with depression. Sure. And I, myself... That's, that's my uh, depression mode, like, band cover name. Do you say depression mode? <laughs> depression mode, yeah. Dance with depression. Yes. Um, so I have, like, been on antidepressants before, hate them, and my preferred method of medication is to, you know, do some mushrooms. Mm-hmm. So, like, every once in a while, it's, like, a big dose. For the most part, it's, like, a point that I can't even feel, like... Yeah. You know, just eat like a stem and a cap like every couple days. Mm-hmm. Um, and that works for me. Um, so this gentleman with bipolar, and those of you don't, who don't know, bipolar is a, uh, an issue, like a medical dis- disorder mm-hmm. where you have these huge swings from being manic and depressed. Yeah. So like the manic side of like, you are the happiest of happy, the high of highs to these depressions that like you want to kill yourself. Right. Big difference from what I've dealt with myself. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't understand it, but like you can do some crazy shit when you're on either end of that spectrum. Yeah. Um, so during a series of manic and depressive episodes back and forth, the man had read about the therapeutic effects of microdosing LSD and psilocybin. That's what I do. And decided to brew what he referred to as mushroom tea. Which I've done. I do uh-huh. that when I do a heroic dose. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, by boiling magic mushrooms down in water. He then filtered the concentration by drawing it through a cotton swab and injected it intravenously. Jesus. Oh. <clears throat> Days later, the man started developing symptoms of lethargy, jaundice, diarrhea, and nausea. Oh. Then he started vomiting blood. Oh, shit. <laughs> His family took him to the emergency room where they found, uh, where he was found to be suffering from acute kidney dysfunction, Ugh. liver injury, and multi-organ failure. And he was subsequently transferred to the intensive care unit where blood tests revealed that he had both a bacterial and fungal infection in his blood. Oh, my God. To put it another way, cure that. The mushrooms he had injected were feeding off his bloodstream and growing inside his veins. Dang. Insane. Yeah. Yeah, because mushrooms technically they're not plants. Right? Right. It's a fungus. Yeah, so they don't need light in order to survive like a plant would. Right. They don't they don't uh, get food for photosynthesis. Yeah. Right. They they're a fungus, so they will feed on whatever they can get any sort of nutrient from. Yeah, they're decomposers. Right. Mm-hmm. So crazy. Uh, so over the following 22 days, the man was given an intense course of antibiotics and antifungal drugs. He was also prescribed a continue to continue taking the antifungal medica- medication Vorizocal, whatever, long-term after leaving the hospital. Um, so as to prevent the mushrooms from regrowing, Man. uh, in their paper, the authors stress that the case reported above underscores the need for ongoing public education regarding the dangers attendant to the use of this psilocybin and other drugs 
in other in ways other than they are prescribed. Um, but this isn't the first time someone's run into complications after injecting shrooms. What? <laughs> uh, another report from 1985 uh-huh. tells of another 30-year-old man received an intravenous injection of psilocybin mushrooms extract resulting in similar symptoms of vomiting, muscle aches, acute fever, as well as low oxygen and high methamoglobin in the blood. (laughs) That sounds Uh, made up. Yeah, (laughs) it's methamoglobin. I don't know that word. Methamoglobin? It's like meth, and then E-M-O-G-L-O-B-I-N. Meth Meth. goblin. (laughs) Yeah, it's meth goblin. (laughs) Yeah. In his blood. Um, The authors of that study further noted at the time that the event was similar to two previous reported cases. Wow. So, this guy ain't original. Yeah, for sure. Um, But, (laughs) let me tell you guys, the best way to take mushrooms, right? Yes. If you're going to take... In your butt. If you're trying to take (laughs) them for, like, what you think, like, a microdosing perspective is, microdosing is micro a stem and a cap or two stems in a cap or two caps in a stem plenty you just eat it it's not that bad it's like a little bit right yeah if you're going to take a heroic dose like put it in a peanut butter sandwich or like mix it in some orange juice or tea works really good but just drink the fucking tea yeah don't in- then inject it into your veins. Like, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you that, like, are you also an opiate addict? Like, are you on heroin also? Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Like, if you're injecting anything in your veins, it's probably time to stop. 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 Before you pick up the needle. <laughs> yeah. Seek help. Yes. Because that's like, before you start freebasing, seek help. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's when the real problems start. Yeah. Are, are, are mushrooms, uh... Are they addictive in a way that like opiates or any uh, other type of addictive drugs no, are? Not or, at all. No, they're not like physically. Psych- yeah, they're not physically okay. addictive. No, and not I, even just, really psychologically because like I've been on a nice off cycle for like six months. Yeah, and and like at no point was it like oh I need to eat some mushrooms. Like, yeah, yeah. Plus, there's diminishing returns as where the more often you do it, the less effective it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You build up a tolerance. Yes. Yeah. Because it like the way it reacts is like very much based off of like your serotonin and dopamine receptors. Mm -hmm. And so like your body can only process so much serotonin and dopamine before it's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. You got to download more RAM. (laughs) Yeah. You (laughs) definitely like need to take it from like eight gigs of RAM up to like 32. Yes. Very much so. Mm. And then you got to overclock your hard drive. (laughs) I don't even know how to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I've heard that, like, but I don't know. There's I'm, a button on my motherboard. I just push that and it overclocks it for me. It's like the NOS buttons. Yeah. You're, handle, you're not ready for the NOS, Brian. Yeah. You almost had me. You almost never had your car. Never had your car. Um, so, yeah. So, like, but like microdosing mushrooms or like eating a little bit or like, driving out to the mountains or the desert or the beach and like eating, you know, like an eighth, like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, man. Do it every once in a while. But like at the point where you think like, you know, what would be better putting it in my veins? Yeah. I I promise you it's not, it's 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 not not the case. Not worth it. 
Yeah, it's not going to work. You're going to end up in intensive care with literal mushrooms growing in your veins. Yeah. Yeah. Not fun. Yikes. Yeah. Just tiny maybe... little little baby mushrooms on your blood vessel or blood cells. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe go see a, a a therapist. Like don't you don't have to go to a psychiatrist. Yeah. Who's going to put you on like pills, but like go talk to somebody. Psychology like psychologists are great. Go see a therapist like a uh, MLFA or so, you know something mm-hmm. just talk yeah. to somebody call a friend start listening <laughs> to our podcast and DM us on Twitter we'll listen to yeah. you yeah yeah for just a small fee of nine ninety nine <laughs> no 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 an shh, hour shh. we don't talk about yeah. the fee yet we don't talk about the fee yet. <laughs> yeah. see they don't have to pay the fee if they can get seven of their friends to pay the fee for them right oh yeah, yeah we'll yeah. waive the yeah. fee if they get seven of their friends to pay it but each friend individually has to pay the full fee yes right right because yeah. we're uh creating a family here yeah <laughs> right and, and it, there, it has something to do with like a, a wheel and the wheel rotates so next time it's like their turn to get the fee yeah yeah and it's um, like bottom up yeah marketing and and when you're and when you're in that position like you're you're a hero you know like someone <laughs> say you shine bright like a diamond diamond Huh? Is that what Diamond that song's VIP? about? <laughs> Diamond VIP executive? Yeah, okay, all yep. right. Uh-huh. Preferred tier. With a uh, title increase. Yeah. Uh, there's no change in pay. Yeah. Uh, no change in benefits. Yeah, you have zero earnings. Zero earnings. Literal dog water. But we also just opened up the Las Palmas package. Yep, but yeah. it's only available until midnight the day that you're listening to this. <laughs> And we have 50 <laughs> spots left. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. It's 47 now. Oh, do we already get three? Yeah, they're going very oh, quickly. Oh, oh, there's two more. <laughs> <laughs> the day after you're going to get an email from us, be like, how dare you? We saved a seat for you and you didn't show up. You didn't even bother to sign up. <laughs> this is your last chance to support this family. <laughs> your neighbor, Karen, is already here and she's asking where you are. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Conservatives are so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) The the best thing that happens in 2021 (laughs) is the fall of the conservative oligarchy. Yeah. I love 2021. (laughs) Seriously, like, I was watching a few videos where it's like Joe Biden might have a amazing presidency yeah everything's in line right all he has to do is not fuck it up yeah dude just, <laughs> just like, not die show up yeah don't fuck off on twitter yeah. stay off of it it doesn't exist yeah um yeah. stop sniffing girls hairs <laughs> and like let kamala like handle some shit yeah and you're good bro <laughs> Yeah. He's just going to be injecting girl's hair into his veins. <laughs> <laughs> cotton, yeah, cotton Joe, <laughs> take it from us. At the point that you think that injecting the sense of 17-year-old girls into your veins is, is the right thing to do, just stop. Just stop. Just no needles. Shut, shut it, it down. down. Shut it down. No yeah. needles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I saw a YouTube video about, about this, and it said, like, basically, once Corona's over... Like, if he gives us some more cash, like, in hand, once everybody's able to go back outside again, like, the economy will be booming. Right. Because everybody is going to want to travel. Everybody's going to want to go to see the movies, go to the restaurants. They're all going to want to, like, make up for the time lost. Yep. And if we have money in our pocket through stimulus, then 
like that's going to be a lot of money spent in the economy. It's going to like jumpstart our economy. Right. Yeah. He literally yeah. has to just pass the $2,000 stimulus bill. Yeah. He has to effectively give out the vaccine. Yeah. More so than the, than the current, you know, administration, which it seems pretty easy. Yeah. And then like not stonewall the house and the Senate. Yeah. Like that's it, dude. And you will probably go down as one of the greatest presidents in American history. Yeah, that's yeah. Wow, that those are bold words. You're like he's, he's, he's falling forward. Yeah, it's because it's so bad right now. Like the bar is so fucking low. Yeah, that like any step forward is going to look like a, a leap. Yeah, I remember a period of time where I was told the bar was being raised. When did they lower it? Um, over the last four years, it's oh, continuously okay. been like falling from the shelf. Oh, I see. Okay. Well, uh, only up from here, I guess. Yeah. They were so tired of winning that they took the bar and they threw it on the ground. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they took the bar off of its, uh, where the bar was being held and they smashed in the Capitol building's windows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Said, this is my bar. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. I paid for this bar. My taxes pay for this bar. Oh Except taking that bar put you on a list. And so when you tried to fly home, the federales arrested you and your entire family. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you didn't get uh, booze on your American airline flight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. These things uh, happened this last week, people. Look it yeah, up. Look it up. Again, we're sorry that our podcast didn't get released in that week you know, may have played some part in causing it because the world didn't have our podcast listened to. Yeah. How worried are you guys about uh, 19th and 20th? Uh, not, not, not that worried. I think the way I look at it is everybody's looking at them and looking out for them in a way that they weren't before. Yeah. And I think that if anything is going to happen, it's going to be months from now because the 19th and 20th seems too obvious. Right. So there are at every single capital state capital building there are tons of national guard police reporters all waiting for stuff to go down. Yeah. Today in Michigan less than 100 armed bugalos showed up. Uh-huh. Um and like ended up going home before it got dark. Yeah. Um so like they're they're not gonna rise again. I think that there not will now. be another like shit pops off. Yeah. Um, but I think like Chris said, it's probably gonna be a couple of months from now. Mm. Um so I mean I stay prepared. Yeah. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Stay strapped or get clapped. That's right, bitch. <laughs> um yeah. <laughs> uh well, do you guys want to uh Talk about a thought experiment real quick. I've been waiting 14 days for you to say those words. Yeah. <laughs> Brother. This week's thought experiment is sent in to us by none other than the patron state of the podcast, Frank. Frank! Frank asks, would you rather that all music 
uh, would you rather all music that exists? Oh, let me back up. Sorry, I'm not reading this correctly. Would you rather all music exist, but every song is sung by Pitbull and only Pitbull? Oh, no. no. Is that Mr. Worldwide? Yeah. (laughs) Or only one Pitbull song exists, but every artist only does their own cover of it. So they never have their own music. Oh, my God. So basically, all music exists, but the only person who gets to sing it is Pitbull. Or... The only music that exists is Pitbull's music, but every artist has the opportunity to cover it. Oh my god. So I'm gonna jump <laughs> right out there. Okay. If the movie Yesterday has taught us anything, uh-huh. is it it's the lyrics are the only thing that matter. Mm. And so even if it's terrible, Mr. Worldwide, Pitbull himself singing beautiful, beautiful songs. Yeah. Like, you know, those sung by the great band Hatebreed. Um, <laughs> I think we'd be okay. Okay. So does that mean? I mean, that means he's invincible. Yeah. And he's been living forever. Yeah. But I think I'm okay with that because we'd get some variety. Um, I couldn't deal with like him being the only music that existed. Like just his three albums that he's put out that were all <laughs> terrible. Yeah, we'd be like, "Hey, did you catch that new Kesha song? It's just the Pitbull cover, but Kesha sings it." <laughs> yeah. No, no, I couldn't do that. I need some variety in lyrics huh. and, and music. Okay, okay, so it's either all music is Pitbull's music. It's just like Nirvana's playing Mr. Worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or Pitbull. Pitbull is the only music that exists. Only all? one Pitbull song. Like, only one song from his entire, like, catalog of music exists. That's the only one that will ever exist, but all musicians get to do their own cover of it. Right, so it's just that one song. It's like, oh, room back, room back up, room back, room back up. But just like yeah. Nirvana, just like, oh, room back, room back up. Or Beyonce. It's like a, an experimental version of it. Yeah. Roomba, see? Roomba, come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could, it couldn't live in that world. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Oh my god! I I don't know what to pick. You have to pick something. <laughs> Frank's depending on you. I trust that other artists know more about music than Pitbull does. But I'm gonna That's allow safe. other artists to interpret that single song. Wow! And you know what? Not a whole lot of words I got to memorize. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. I think it's a terrible now, choice. Can you but... can you name a Pitbull song? Uh, gasolina, right? Tell me about gasolina. Oh, yeah, gasolina. That's Pitbull. Oh, that's yeah. a Pitbull song? Yeah. Oh, okay. Me la gasolina. Don't know gasolina. Yeah. Now, do a, now do a no doubt version of that song. Gasolina. Yeah, quiero su gasolina. Gasolina. Those are, those are trumpets because they're a ska band. Gasolina. <laughs> ah, da, da, I, da, da. Yeah. Okay, all right, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I you know I don't know enough about No Doubt. 
these days to know if that was a accurate cover or not. So yeah, you know, pt.podcasters at gmail.com. Did I do a good job? Did I do a good yeah. job, daddy? <laughs> you did not. Did I do good this time, dad? It's time to get punished. W- will mom come home finally? When I do a good <laughs> job, mom comes home. That's what you said, dad. That's yeah, what you promised. All, the angels will win the pennant when your when your dad comes home. <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> oh man, freaking top top bar, top shelf. Yeah. Uh, well done. Streets ahead over here. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I. I mean, we have a Twitter, but after today's story, I'm not sure we should use it. Um, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, pt.podcasters at gmail.com. If you, like our good buddy Frank here, uh, want to support us and send in your own thought experiments, um, we love to get them. Mm-hmm, we mm-hmm, love mm-hmm. even more to uh, experiment with them. If anything, we oh, love to experiment yeah. here. So uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> go ahead and send that in. Uh, we, I don't know. I don't even know what our Twitter handle is. We're the yeah, part time there's, there's links at there's PD. links yeah. Yeah, they'll, they'll there's be links in the, in the bio. show notes. they'll be in the bio yeah <laughs> we just we just tell people that we have a new episode on twitter basically is what it's for so uh that way we don't get canceled at some point in time <laughs> if our views on our recorded episode aren't already doing that um yeah. so thank you again uh also you know for the third time sorry that our episode wasn't out last week and that uh but we're here to heal the world much like bill and ted ted did in their third movie I, I love uh, the, the Bill and Ted Ted movies. Yeah, Bill and Ted movies are my <laughs> <Bill and Ted>. <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Who do you like? Bill Who's and, your yeah. favorite character? Ted, obviously. <laughs> Ted. Ted Bartholomew the Third Esquire. <laughs> Bill and Ted. <laughs> uh, yeah, those are those are the great uh, like European knockoff versions. <laughs> <laughs> That's the porn version. <laughs> yeah, Bill and T- Tidwick. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, thanks again for listening. Uh, you can listen to us every week on Thursday, except for the weeks where it's not on Thursday. Um, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. This has been the Part-Time Podcast. My name is Chris. Don't quit your day job. This is Tim. We live for you, and we die for you. And this is Addison. You see a friend, tell a friend. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know why anyone eats the sacrament bread. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Just a bunch of jizz, a bunch of teenagers with jizz crusted fingers right. tearing bread yeah. up, filling up yeah. little tiny cups. Hey, right. hope you like jizz because I'm a teenager, and there's like nine of us.